Welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast, which is brought to you by Magical Memories by Casey. That's right, your favorite podcast host is now an authorized vacation planner. Are you looking to plan your next trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Orlando, or Hollywood, or really anything Disney? Then look no further. You know me, you trust me, and planning with an authorized planner through an earmarked agency like Main Street and more travel costs you nothing extra. But Matt, as I like to say, you gain ears of experience with someone who has helped others plan their magical trips. So Matt, as we've said multiple times on this podcast, when is the right time to start planning a Disney trip? Oh, right now. Right now. (laughs) I think we've got this down to a science at this point. Actually, I just started planning a trip for a good friend of mine who is taking a trip in 62 days so uh if you don't think that if you think you've not left enough time trust me when i can tell you we can make it work no matter what so give me a call uh or email me uh you can email me at casey woolly at mainstreetmoretravel.com you can also find my initial interest form at sorcerernetwork.com or on facebook at facebook.com slash magical casey uh you obviously are listening to this podcast so you trust matt and i at least i I hope you do uh (laughs) and so uh if you trust what we're saying on the show let me help you plan your next trip so magical memories by casey is part of main street and more travel and it is an earmarked agency if you're ever working with an agency that tries to charge you more than what your trip would cost if you planned it on your own run run as far as you can because they are scamming you uh, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com if you want to learn more about the company, my profile, or again, Facebook.com slash MagicalCasey. Let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey. And I'm Matt. Welcome in, everybody. We are on our third week talking Halloween or fall festivities or um, around Disney-ish. The first two uh, were movie-related. We talked Haunted Mansion, and we did Hocus Pocus 2 last week. We're going to make this one parks-related today, and and it's actually not so much Halloween, but it is fall-related, and that is uh, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Uh, But before we do that, Matt, there's some stuff we want to talk about up front, just some news. You want to do a quick little recap of a show on, on Disney Plus that you picked up, so let's start there. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the the best thing to start with because I think the next thing segues very very yeah. well in Coon Wine. So um, this kind of, I think, flew under the radar to some people, but Marvel Studios released... Um, so this is Marvel Studios, the people that are in charge of the MCU. They released a one-hour special called Werewolf by Night. Werewolf it, in London. Sorry, I just had that in my <laughs> mind just now. Um, it is based off of a comic, but it is not a part of the greater MCU. Huh. So it is a one-shot story. Interesting. I was I forgot about it, and then I was like, oh yeah, I, I need to watch this. Casey, this Halloween season, this is the perfect thing to watch okay if you love that old timey monster movie all right it is it is 99 percent in black and white oh wow kind of like yeah yeah, it has that feel of like an old dracula or something like that um it's got the creepiness factor while also being the you know a little bit funny at times would you classify it kind of at the 
kind of the tone and tenor of like a Doctor Strange creepy, or is it not like that level? No, it is. It is a horror movie creepy. Like, oh, okay, okay. Like it is a horror monster movie. Like, so I probably it, it, wouldn't like it then. <laughs> I, I think you honestly. I think I, I'm not a huge horror monster movie person, and I enjoyed this. Okay. Um, so it's not. It it has that vibe to it without being um, like. I'm trying to think of the right word. The things but... that get me are the jump scares. I don't like that. Like when, when like who's around that corner and then suddenly you're scared because they pop out. I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, there's not a whole lot of that. Um, there's okay. a couple of like kind of jump scare moments, but not in like a, there's a jump scare and like a monster is there. Honestly, there's, there's, there's one like jump scare that is the monster, but then it turns out to be a, a gag and so, so, so you, you would, yeah. so you said, so this is produced by Marvel studios, but it's not part of the greater MCU per se. No. So it's kind of like almost like the movie slash TV equivalent of, you know, just Marvel creating a different comic that has nothing to do with other comics kind of thing. Exactly. And oh, so it's, okay. it centers around what ha- what basically what it centers around is this monster hunter has died and all of these other monster hunters are coming in to take his place. Mm-hmm. And then there's some twists in the middle. And, um, you know, there's obviously a werewolf in there um, okay. who actually okay. they he, the werewolf made his debut at Avengers Campus. Uh, he was there oh. during one of the Halloween oh. nights. Nice. Um, so it is it's like 50 minutes. So like it's not long. You, How many you're not episodes? It's just one. It's, it's 50 minutes. Oh, it's just a 50 minute kind of like a little mini yeah, series. Not even a series, just a little it, miniature show. It, it's basically a Halloween special. So okay, if you are okay. in the movie for something, uh, in the mood for something a little bit spooky, it's a great fifty minutes. It's really fun. Again, it's got some good humor. It's again definitely got the monster movie elements, but it's very very well done. I, okay. I highly recommend it. Okay, you know what? For only the fact that it's not a show, it's just no. a one like just a one hour special kind of. That might be something to check out. You're always kind of looking for something Halloweenish to do, so that's okay. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, no, you're not you're not investing, you know, weeks and weeks of your time and all this stuff. Like I I invested an evening and it was delightful. Nice, very nice. So, moving past that, um, there have been some major announcements that have been made um, since we last met that I, I want to uh, touch on, which are a good segue into our, our main topic. Before I get to the parks one, did you see the news floating around about CEA or SEA? Oh, yes, yes, C, Disney C. Oh, yeah. I am. I have been following the Disney C news uh, uh, a lot and. Uh, the Society of Explorers and Adventures is a very, very cool thing that Disney has put in their parks. Yes, and We've it's very about subtle it for it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very subtle. Um, where it's all of these people that are a part of the the secret society, and all parks internationally have members of them that are hinted towards. It's not there's some that are more overt than others. But others are just like little, little dashes in there. And it's a really, and, and when uh, Pleasure Island was around, the Adventurers Club was kind of like their hangout. And yep, yep. Um, since then, now it's kind of just become like a thing that they sprinkle in around the parks. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the um, the Jungle Cruise kind of part of that as well? And like the Jungle Skipper Canteen kind of has some of that 
element in there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and the then jungle... there's the Tokyo Disney or Tokyo Disney has the uh, Phantom Manor, right? Well, Phantom. Well, Phantom Manor is is a part of it. He that's one that's that the guy like makes an appearance. Um, Tower of Terror as well in Tokyo. Okay. Harrison Hightower is part of the um, okay. part of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Um, Barnabas you, you, T. You Boolean. guys, I wish you could all see Matt right now. He is geeking I'm out so on, excited on the about camera this. right now. I he is like beaming from ear to ear. <laughs> I believe the Soren ride in Paris. She's wow. connected to this. Like it is. It's this really weird thing that Disney has put so much effort it's, into. It's almost like it's almost kind of like we talk about um, uh, the, the the movie with Nicolas Cage and whose name is escaping uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. And like in like the um, the like the Freemasons and all the different connections. That's kind of like where I'm feeling like this could be going. It does have that kind of vibe. Huh. That's fun. That's awesome. So it's very very. Fun. If you if you want to get lost in a day. Just go down that rabbit hole and you will start yeah. to find the connections. And the fun part about it too, is if you have not looked out for it at all, when you go to the parks after learning about it, you all of a sudden start to see all these connect. Like, Oh, it's oh. almost like a deeper hidden Mickey or something. For oh the yeah. People yeah. Who've done it. It's yeah. like, it's like a payoff for the people who've done the research. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Well, so on top of that, there were two other announcements, well, actually three other announcements that were made this week that um, pertain to the parks as well. Um, announcement number one um, doesn't have any financial implications. We'll talk about the other two in a second. Um, but it is that our favorite nighttime show is yes. officially returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And that is, of course, Fantasmic is yes. coming back. Now, they didn't give a date yet. But they said in November. Now I'm taking that VIP tour on um, on the eighth, and it, it it ends it ends at four o'clock. And I know a couple of the people on the VIP tour are going to do Mickey's not or Mickey's very merry Christmas party. It's sold out, so I can't get tickets. But I'm like, if they they can figure out a way to debut that, like like November first, or even if that's the first night. Yeah. Oh my God! Would I? I mean, I'm going to be hopping right over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Oh and I'm yeah, first in line to see that show. I had a chance to see it at Disneyland and with some of the reimagined stuff, but nothing beats the amphitheater at Disney Walt Disney World and Hollywood Studios. Man, I'll tell you. Yeah, <sighs> I I am I'm very excited that's coming back. I actually, this, oddly enough, uh, the local high school is doing a marching band show, and their marching band show is the music of Fantasmic. So yep. I went to go see a show today oh. and got to hear the but um ba ba dum ba da 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 I was like, oh, yes. yes, 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 I love it. So the other news Disney announced, it's kind of all across the board, but kind of split into two different things, is they did some price increases. Um, I don't know if you saw those or not, but um, oh, yeah. build, building a droid and building a lightsaber have gone up. It looks like about $20 a piece or so they've gone up. That so it's not, to me is not. Yeah, it's an like, experience. Like, it's an those experience. Those kind of price hikes don't bother me. No, it's, and then it's some and then of the other ones that do. Well, and then there were some food price increases, like the cost to be our guest went up, and there was a handful of others. But the major announcement that came down, and I when I saw it come across my my email, my travel agent email, I was like, oh boy, here we go, and that is the increase of Disney's Genie Plus. Yeah, and so at Disneyland, the cost went up from twenty dollars per day per person to twenty five dollars a day. Uh, per person. So it's a 25% increase. That's a pretty hefty increase. Now, in Disneyland's defense, they did add 
web slingers to it. So they took web slingers off of individual lightning lane, which totally makes sense. There was no reason to have it there to begin with. It wasn't getting the lead, like the long length of time that I think they thought it was going to. So they put it on, on the, the, so you get a little bit more value there. So, okay, cool, fine, whatever. And Disneyland was always more expensive than Walt Disney World's was, which yeah. was weird to me, but it was. But Disney World, Walt Disney World's, they're doing this variable variable pricing thing that they're doing with the days in the parks. So it could cost you $15 if you're there on a non-peak day, or it could cost you up to $22 if you're there on a peak day. So again, that's per person per, per day. day. So you got a family of four, and let's say you're there during peak time, right? So for one day, that's $88, I think it's my math right. So $88, and now you're there for, let's say, four days or five days. That starts to add up super fast. Now, yeah. again, I don't uh, – the, 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 the devil's advocate part of this, and, and this was pointed out to me, which kind of makes sense, is it actually might decrease the amount of people using it. So those people who do use it get better value out of it. But it, again, is one of those things where it's like Disney is separating the haves and the have-nots even more so. I, I guess you here's know? the other thing that's frustrating to me is they they keep spouting the, well, guests love Disney+. Plus. Our research says that they do. And I'm like, who? Because... Every person that I talk to says, I hate that it costs this much. The app is clunky at times. I don't like having to wake up at 7 a.m. to get it. I don't like this. So I want to know, it, it feels very tone deaf to just sit here and go, well, our guests love it. And I think and, what they're probably looking at is the fact that people are buying it. And I think that's two very different things. Yeah, that's people two very buying different it, things. Yeah, people buying it and people loving it, not the same thing. People buying it out of necessity in order to be able to get the most out of their trip. Simply, you've boxed them into a corner. As somebody who's used it twice, I used it when it first launched last year. I used it at Disneyland. I will tell you that it does have benefit but there's a lot of drawback, and I'm I'm kind of torn whether or not I want to buy it for this trip that I'm going on with my brother next week, right? Like, or by the time you listen to this, I'll I'll be leaving on Thursday. So, like, I'm torn about whether or not I want to pay for that, you know, the forty some dollars if it ends up being you know twenty two dollars a person, because there is the drawback, and you guys can't see this, but you're on your damn darn, you know, I can say damn, damn's not a bad yeah, word. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a bad word, kids, but it's not you're really You're on your phone. <laughs> you're on your phone the whole time. And then the other thing is, is you're always like looking, and I said this last year when I reviewed it, like, what's next? And it's that FOMO of, of a fear of missing out, right? Mm -hmm. I got to get the next thing. Yeah. And I was talking to one of my travel agent friends, the, the one who's in the travel agency with me and she had said something to me she's like oh no you know she's she's talked about how she stacks times and stuff i'm like how wait you can't do that because you always have to pick the next available time she was talking about something else but i think one of the things that they could do to make the app better is just simply let you pick the time that you want to return back don't yeah. it's not the next available pick the time of the times that are available pick the time you want to return back you know, and have a, you know, you can only pick every, you know, every two hours or whatever, or let people pick three on there like yeah. they would before. Like, like, okay. I think if you, that's, that's my thing is why can't, why could I pick three things beforehand? Yeah. But now I can't. Like, like if you're going to, 
if you're going to charge for what was what is basically FastPass, that's basically what this is. It's a modified yeah. version of FastPass. Why can't it be the old version of FastPass and just charge us for it? Yeah. And let people decide if they only want three, like leave it the way it was. Like you get to pick three. Once you've used three, you can do one at a time until the day runs out. Okay, that works. So if people decide they want to do a fast pass at eight o'clock at night and at two o'clock in the afternoon and at four o'clock, guess what? You're only going to get three for the day. But if you're strategic about it and you want to do more in the morning or early afternoon, you're going to get more as the night goes on, right? I, I just, to, to your point, it is clunky. It doesn't work all the time. I don't know if you've been in my Disney experience lately, but like it's hard to find too. Like, yeah. You have to go into, I think it's future plans or, or, or no, you have to go into Genie and then you got to click this link. That's just like a non like noticeable link. It's just the blue hyperlink that let Disney plus, or, or, or you got Genie plus, you know, go here and then you, it opens it up and sometimes it crashes. It works on Wi-Fi. It eats your battery. Like I, it I should know, be Disney. a big button that says Genie plus right here. Like, I, I think that's what gets me is like, this isn't hard. And I then, think the other thing they're realizing too is the individual lightning lanes. I don't think are paying off the way they thought they would. I think they work for like newer debuts. Like yeah, you know, it makes sense that Cosmic Rewind has got it probably right now, but they're taking things off of that pretty quickly now, and it doesn't seem like. Well, I, I think why, they're you know. Why would I pay for Space Mountain? Like yeah, Space yeah, Mountain's been off. around for how many years? Like exactly. I don't need to then pay for it. I just but you did say that you would pay for like Rise of the Resistance though. Yes, because I, you want to be I able to ride that. that right now. But the also, question, you know, you know, also I think it's when it's me individually. If I'm yeah. going for four days, me individually, and I'm spending eighty eight dollars, that's really not that much for me individually. Oh yeah, for absolutely. A four, for a four day trip to spend under a hundred bucks to be able to, to save time in line, absolutely worth it. But what you pointed out, the family of four, that's where it starts. It's the yeah. per person per day thing that also just, it just, it, it, it doesn't help families. And it's, that's and what, it's, 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 it's pure profit on Disney's part it, too. Like it's it, 100% it cost them, pure profit. Yeah. It cost them. It, it, there's no increase in cost for them. No. And, and if anything, what it ends up doing is it, it does deter, it, it does deter people from doing other things. Like that's the thing that I think is really interesting to me is like, okay, you've added this thing on that people have got to factor in if they're going to get it. You know, if you got a family for over four days time, 300 and, you know, eight, what is that? 340 bucks or whatever, 320 bucks, whatever that shakes out to be. That is the cost of a moderate hotel for a night. Yeah. That is the cost of probably adding a fifth day of park passes for all four people or close to it, right? So what you've just done is, okay, I've got to factor in this cost over here, so I'm not going to stay that extra day. So maybe Disney would have benefited more on you don't have this thing over here, but they're buying an extra days worth of park passes and they're staying an extra day, so they're making the money in the hotel. Like I just there there's there's some interesting things there that I I guess it's a matter of sales versus profit. This is a pure bottom line grab versus sales, which you know you've got to factor in the cost of the running the hotel, et cetera, et cetera. But either way, I, I, we keep we keep saying this, and and I mean ultimately, I'm getting to the point where I just don't think this bubble's ever going to burst. But I mean, this is a nine, like eight and nine percent price hike on tickets plus Genie Plus plus yeah. food plus you know everything. And at some point, 
like there's a big thing going around right now of looking at other experiences like tokyo disney for an example someone was like you can go to tokyo disney for like 60 bucks yeah 60 bucks you can buy american dollars take it to local here you can buy a six flags great america annual you know all summer long pass i think it's 199 199 and you can literally visit every day of the summer from like may until october and with that you can also get like a drink thing that gets you you know unlimited you're holding one up right now right now for my day trip this was a 35 dollar um one day so uh soda that i got if i bought the season one i think it would have been like 60 or something but it's unlimited drinks the entire time you're there yep unlimited unlimited drinks so yeah there's so many different ways so many different values but again you know we talk out of both sides of our mouth here and you know, and, and what we're about ready to hop into with the International Food and Wine Festival is a reason why people go to this stuff, because the value you get at Disney for what you get. My, um, I think we've talked about this before, like a Bears game. You want to go to a Bears game downtown in Chicago, it's like $200 a ticket. Right. So you got a family of four, that's 800 bucks. And then you got a park, that's another $100. Uh, you got the food. I just talking to somebody, I don't know if it's at the Bears game or was it a concert she was at, but she said a beer, a beer oh, yeah. was tw- $21. Holy cow. $21 for a beer. A well, hot it's... dog is probably going to run you nine bucks or something, right? Oh, yeah. You want to feel much better about Disney? Go to a sporting event. You'll be like, right? you know what? Disney's actually so, very reasonably so, priced. So, so for a family of four to go to a Bears game or a national football game, maybe not the Lions. I don't know. but uh, it, it, it does vary park to, it does, it does vary by does. stadium, but, it, you're, but your point still stands. Yeah. So, you know, a family of four, that's going to be a grand to $1,200 right there. And that doesn't include the souvenirs. You know, yeah. that doesn't include, you know, I just, I, I so yeah, I, I think we're talking out of both sides of our mouth, but again, I, I don't know if that bubble will ever burst. And as somebody who sells this stuff to, to, to people now, you know, when I'm pricing this stuff out, I have to keep in mind, like this, it, it's not just a product someone's buying. It's an entire experience. I mean, I was just having a conversation with the client today, the one who's booking for, for December. And, you know, I said, look, I said, you're going down for four days, Right. The night you fly in, it's a, a merry, merry, very merry Christmas party. That is a great way to experience Magic Kingdom. Let's do that that day. The other three days, you can hit the other parks. We'll get you some park hoppers. It's their first trip down as a family, first trip down in 20 years for any of them. So they've, you know, I'm like, so there's so much you can get done. You know, for them, this might be a one and done or a once every five years. So they want to get as much out of it as they can. And so I'm looking for ways to save them money, but I'm also looking for them to realize this is a vacation and that's what you are paying for. Like the the reason why the resorts are so highly priced is because there is a lot of bang for your buck. That transportation to and from the resort, that is built in, right? Um, All the amenities that you get. I mean, Disney does do it right when it comes to stuff like that, as much as we complain. (laughs) There still is a lot of value. And I will still say that while I I am critical, there is still a lot of value. I still will continue to go. um, And I still will continue to spout that there are ways to do it on a budget. That you can can still find ways to be... I mean, honestly... 
there's a question like you said. You're questioning whether to do Genie Plus or not. You're not sitting here saying, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely buying Disney Genie Plus because you have right. to have it. You're questioning whether you might not not need it. Realistically, you could do you could do a five-day, four-night stay at Disney. Realistically, just knowing what I know about the prices. Realistically, five-day, four-night stay, family of four. You know, this doesn't include flight. Flight's a little bit different. But if you include the hotel, you include the to and from transportation with Mirrors Connect, you include the the park hopper tickets or you know what actually take the park hoppers out that saves you another 150 bucks yeah. right 150 bucks per ticket so so you know take that out so you could realistically do if you stayed at an all-star sports resort I, i'd say you could probably get 2400 dollars for a five-day four-night stay that again doesn't include your planes down that's a little bit different or or your your food while you're down there but again you can eat um quick service meals down there and portions down there are so big splitting sure. between two people is not out of the option so i mean realistically you could do a five-day four-night stay 30 3200 3100 you include plane flights and food yeah if you find if you fly spirit you know there's a lot of ways you can you can do it so break that down per month what are you saving per month maybe it's not an every year thing maybe it's an every other year thing um yeah. and then find ways to get down there when it's going to be the most value. And that's what we're going to talk about now, which is the International Food and Wine Festival. Like if you're going to go down during this time, you get a lot of bang for your buck while you're in Epcot. Yeah. So let's let's transition right in. Food and wine. Um, yeah. my, one of the, I would say the most popular festival. The first. Epcot. The first, too. The first yeah. and probably the most popular. Um, and you got the, I don't know if you saw how old it is. Did you look it up? I, I have not seen how old it is. So um, take a guess. When, when, what year? Was the first international food and wine festival? I'm gonna say 1972. Oh no 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 no! You're 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 way out. No, it was inaugurated in 1995. Oh, 1995. And the first year was actually 1996. Okay. Um, prior to that, they had had. Um, I did a little bit of research on this. They had had um, one weekend wine festivals for a couple of years prior, where it was just a weekend or two where they'd bring wine in to the various countries. And then they had this idea of doing this festival and the initial festival ran for just 30 days from September 28th through October 27th. Any guess how long the festival is running this year? Like three months, <laughs> July 14th, which is insane to me, July 14th, to November nineteenth, it wow. is. That's it like is half it is, the year. <laughs> it's not three months. It's four months. It's August, September. Yeah, it's four months. It's That's more crazy. than four months. That is a that is literally a third of the year. Now, what is the Food and Wine Festival, Matt? Why don't we tell the listeners what it is? Yeah. So it basically Epcot kind of becomes this bazaar of food from all over the world. And uh, when I was there, like I got my little passport and yep. you can go around and you can pay anywhere from like three to $5. It's more, for not, it's a, more now like between five and 10, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can pay, put it this way. You can probably pay a single digit. Um, yes. Amount yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. For a sampling of, of, whatever you know this place is cooking up and it's like it's, tapa style basically they're yeah. small plates yeah and i mean i want to say they're up to like 40 countries like it's not just the countries that are in epcot like they have them all over the place there are 30 booths and that's those are just the booths that are outside and then there are other places that are 
scattered as well. So yeah, you're right. It's probably up to 40 or so different destinations and it's food as you would expect and alcohol. It's not just wine. There's, there's actual yeah. alcohol, there's drinks, there's beers, there's wines. And, and you're going to pay, like you said, I would say it's probably between seven and $11 at this point. If I were, but I'll know yeah. in a, next week, I'll be able to tell you guys, but, but um, what I, what I've told clients and what I've told people before I was even booking for them, if they're going down during food and wine, if you're going to be in Epcot, don't book a restaurant. This this yeah, is a, yeah. this is an amazing opportunity to taste food from all around the world. Now, insider tip: if you're going to go, don't go on a weekend. Don't, don't go. go on a weekend. And I would say go like this sounds bad, but go during the day. Yes, yes. Nighttime, like at weekends, you will see about ten different bachelorette parties. Yes, and um, and the smell of alcohol is just absolutely yeah. obnoxious. This this does have a little bit of a bad reputation of a festival because you do get some very rowdy people in Epcot the as the drunks. They've had a little bit too much to drink. Um, they're watching, the, too much they're to... watching the, the pink elephants on parade is what they're yes, watching. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good, great reference. Great yes, reference. That's I just, what they're doing. Just... They've just become a little dumboized and they're watching yes, the pink so... elephants on parade. Um, um, I, yes. yeah, I highly recommend, like you said, weekday, during the day. It's not, uh, you're, you're going to wait in line a little bit, but not anything crazy. And one of the cool ways that you can do this, and they've actually made this easy. If you've got a Disney gift card, for example, they take Disney gift cards. So you can purchase a $100 Disney gift card and just use that if you want. They've actually got a specialized Disney gift card that is specific for food and wine. And they've even got one that's like a, a wristlet, one that goes around your wrist that you can um, charge to the food and wine festival as well. Um, obviously, if you have a credit card on your Magic Band, you can you can just do that and charge yeah. it to your room as well. And then back when they still had the dining plan, and, and there's rumors that that is coming back for 2023. So if it comes back, one of the things you used to be able to do um, is be able to use your snack credits oh. for one of these at the booths or take a um, uh, a table service credit uh, and divide it into three snack credits okay. at that booth, or you could take a quick service and divide it, I think, to two. Um, but basically, you but you had to use it all at the same booth. So basically, if you divide it into three, you had to get three things at that booth, whether it be a drink or whatever. Okay. So they did let you do that, which I thought was was powerful, right, to be able to do that. So if, if, if Dining Plan comes back, I think that'll be um, really helpful for people to be able to enjoy food and wine. Here's the great thing that I love about food and wine is that, you know, if you've ever been to a restaurant or like, you know, a, a family or a friend or somebody invites you out to a restaurant and there's something on the menu that you've always wanted to try, but you don't want to order it as your meal because if you don't like it, then now you have this meal that yeah. you've ordered. Where yeah. Food, so what food and wine is great for is this like, huh, I've never tried that. I'm going to try it. Yep. If you hate it, you're not on the hook for this entire meal. You you get a nice little sampling. And I think it's important to call out these are not like these are not your cheap type hors d'oeuvres that you get from like you said the Walmart frozen area, right? These are chef inspired meals, chef inspired type food in a lot of cases from the country of origin from that place from people who come from who are native to that country. Right. And so you're getting true, like authentic cuisine. 
and drinks and you can have an amazing time doing this this isn't you know this is one of the this is one of the highlights of the season for for epcot well, like you said, I mean, don't don't plan on like doing any kind of meals that day. Just snack throughout the entire day. You yeah. will honestly, you will probably spend as much as you would have spent on meals at lunch and dinner anyway, or just, maybe less even, or maybe, maybe less because I mean, you might actually make out going ahead. And there's no reason to fill up on this other stuff if you're going to enjoy this food and drink. I mean, that's what we did when me and my wife went. We just walked around Epcot. And then when we were hungry, we'd be like, all right, let's go, <laughs> go back to the showcase. Oh, wait, let's try mm-hmm. this this time. Let's try that one. And yeah. And, and, and I, I do want to say, be prepared. There are lines and it can, you can be waiting up to 15, 20 minutes to get some food on those busy days. So just be aware of that as, as you know, as, the good news is they've got the menu stationed out in front of the line. So you can always look and see what the options are. And then you wait in line, you get your food and you move on. They've got it pretty down to a science, but it can get busy, right? Yeah. The nice thing about it is <clears throat> there's usually like one or two options. So it's not like someone has a really huge decision to make. So yeah. most of the time people come up and be like, I'd like this one. And then a lot of times because it's in like a little hors d'oeuvre plate, they just, you know, they've got them prepared. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And I will, and I will say the the official table of the International Food and Wine Collection or festival is on top of the garbage can. That is the official table that people eat at. Yeah. They will eat on top, and you know you can feel safe eating on top of a Disney garbage can. Like there's just something about that. But if you ask people, people eat on top of garbage cans all the time. It's really funny. Actually. I've done it. I, I have too. I have too. But they usually make these things where they're easily you can walk with them, etc. Yeah, you can walk around with them, and they and they have a they have more seating around as well for the food and wine as well. It's, now here's the thing: it's not just about the food and wine though. They've got other fun stuff too. Yeah, um, they actually have two kid-inspired events during this time. There's Remy's this year. They've got Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. Embark on a Ratatouille-inspired adventure that tra- uh, that trays magnifique. Kids on all a- of all ages can search for Remy on a savory scavenger hunt around the festival. Simply purchase your map and stickers from a select festival merchandise location, and then search throughout World Showcase for hidden statuettes of Remy. When you find one, put the sticker on the location on your map. Once you found them all, bring it back and you get a festival keepsakes. It's like a souvenir, basically. Nice. You know what this reminds me of is, I don't know if you were around when we did this this year or not, but at the Disney store, we had the Easter egg hunt. Yeah, I was around for and, that. Yeah. And, yeah. And we gave away those those eggs with the with the characters. And so you purchased the, you purchased the, the scavenger hunt, you looked around the store, and then once you found them all, you got your souvenir. So they've also got another one for Halloween. So in the Halloween season called Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit. Celebrate the Halloween season with your gorgeous, funny, gorgeous funny. Uh, group by partaking in this very special pumpkin hunt from September 29th through October 31st or while supplies last. Again, purchase a special map and then you go and look for fun, decorative pumpkins uh, of Disney characters. When you're done, you come back and you get a festival keepsake as well. This, this reminds me a lot of like a lesser Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. going on this quest, and the nice thing about it is you're not timed. There's not, so if you want to get on a ride, you want to do something else. Yep. It, it's that kind of stuff is really really fun. You know, it, it, I liken it to this when I when I went to a lot of national parks when I was a kid, uh-huh. and um, I was a squirrely kid. Um, I'm no, a squirrely. You? Ad- <laughs> I know, shocker. I know. <laughs> um, I, I now am a squirrely adult, but I just have more wherewithal um, to like you know contain myself. 
But my parents got me hooked on these. Uh, they're Junior Ranger. They still do it. Um, where you can go get like this packet of stuff and you have to complete certain mm. amount of things and you get like patches. So I still have mm-hmm. these patches and um, I don't think I have the booklets anymore, but I still definitely have the patches of like all these junior ranger things. And yeah, it was nice to be like, okay, we're going to go do this. And then, but it, it's, it's not like a, you have to get this done in 24 hours. Or you have to do this, uh, you know, on most of them, it was like a, just, you know, complete eight of these pages as you're here and, you know, just, it's fine. And it, it, it it's really fun to kind of like, oh, okay, let's do this. It's, there's yeah. an activity going on well, here. Epcot, I think sometimes, especially the World Showcase gets, even today when I was describing it to my client, like if they asked if there was one park that you didn't, we, we didn't need to go to, which one would be? I'm like, well, you know, Future World's a lot of fun, but World Showcase for kids can be, you know, it's a little boring. I mean, I, yes, I think it's educational. In five to ten years, it's going to be different. But Agreed. right now, I agree with right you. Right now, it's it's kind of if you're going to skip one for kids, it's probably that one. Again, every kid's different. So if you got that educational kid who loves the 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 the, the beauty of the world, or if you want to teach them the world, okay, awesome. But just and generally speaking, if you're going for the entertainment factor, okay, not so much. This is a way to be able to do that for them, right? Now, one other thing, and this is kind of important, given that we're the merchandise guys from the Disney store, um, the uh, Food and Wine has become known for its um, merchandise collections. Um, I'm just looking at this right now. Um, take home magical memories from your day at Epcot International Food and Wine. They've got a variety of themed merchandise collections. So every year they've got the festival event logo collection. Um, this year they've actually got uh, Chef Mickey Mouse and Chef Minnie Mouse collection. I actually bought the um, I bought a plush. I don't know. It's around here somewhere of Mickey Mouse uh, as Chef Mickey, which was really cool. Um, this year, they also have a Princess Tiana collection, which nice. um, has um, creative cooking items inspired by Tiana, including handy kitchenwares, serving dishes, and other favorites. Um, they've really leaned into figment as well. Um, this year, it's Chef Figment. Um, I know in years past they had done some, this was more for the garden festival, but same idea. They had done some like patio and garden type stuff, but chef figment. There's also um, for the annual pass holders, the chef Remy annual pass holder collection. And I know that AP holders, they go wild for this stuff when it first comes out. Because basically when this stuff debuts on day one, they're in the park and they get the, not the limited release stuff. Limited, a lot of people think that limited edition and limited release are the same things. Limited release, there's an actual run of it. It, it goes on for an entire period. Limited edition, there's a specific number created. They're numbered and that's, that's it. And those are the ones that are usually the, the, the most valuable. So I know for AP holders, they get um, stuff that like launches on day one and there's lines of people to buy this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, pins especially. Um, and that's a cool, like, I will say that's cool that Disney does that for AP. Like that's a nice perk. Yeah. I mean, you have to purchase it, but still like, that's a nice perk to be able to have. I mean, as always, you know, Disney, I think really does a nice job of doing merch with food and wine. Cause it just, it's so easy. Like, Hey, here's some kitchen stuff. You liked eating and you liked cooking and you liked all this stuff. Bring some of that home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a really great keepsake that you're going to use. It's not just that. I think that's the nice thing about this collection is if I'm buying an apron or a wooden spoon or something like that, I use wooden spoons all the time when I'm cooking. Exactly. And so I'm not just buying something that it's like, oh, this is great on my trip, but now I don't really need it. That's the thing about souvenirs, right? You want to buy things that, you know, 
yeah, those Mickey balloons are awesome when you're at the park or the Mickey ears. I've got a whole basket full of them, but like things that mean more to me are the things that last that I'm able to use every day. And they remind me of my trip, right? Unless it's a particular collection, like my pen collection. Oh yeah. 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 Plush, right. Now, one other thing, and you know, we started the show off talking about the value of Disney, right? So the, the festival itself is an amazing value. And yeah, there are things that you have to buy, but one of the things that you can take advantage of that doesn't, cost you anything but you do have to reserve a spot or be there in time to get it which is the eats to the beats concert which takes place as part of the food and wine festival so it says uh, fresh hot sounds nightly spice up your day of delicious dining with a live concert during epcot's international food and wine festival attend an eat to the beat concert presented by florida blue medicare with performances taking place nightly at 5 30 6 45 and 8 o'clock and these aren't just like disney performers these are like iconic performers i'm just going to read the list to you real quick of people who've performed this year or will be performing these are your national performers baja men Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Tonic, Jeremy Camp, Taylor Dane, Tiffany, Joey Fatone, and Friends, The Devin Allman Project, Christopher Cross, Journey former lead vocalist Steve Aguirre, Air Supply, Blanca Brown, 98 Degrees, Southern Avenue, Chris Allen and David Cook, Hoobastank, J- Jimmy Allen, Los Amigos Invisibles, American Authors, B.B. Mac, Postmodern Jukebox, Stokely, Sheila E., Mark Willis, 38 Special, Robert Randolph Band, The Newsboys, Ray Parker Jr., Billy Ocean, Hanson, Boys to Men, Kenny G., and Sugar Ray. Wow. And that doesn't even include the local musicians who come in to kind of fill the gaps when they're not playing. Again, a free concert at the American Pavilion, basically. So I mean, you might you might get to see boys to men by just paying for an Epcot ticket. Yeah, and again, this that <laughs> Epcot alone is is valuable. I mean, again, all the rides, the Guardian of the Galaxy ride, Mission Space, Test Track, Soren, Frozen, with more coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and again, there's while I still think Disney's Hollywood Studios is the most beautiful park at night, Epcot gives it a run for its money at night. It is a gorgeous part especially with the new lights on yes. spaceship earth yes. Holy cow. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is just a gorgeous park at night um granted the the big giant rigs in the middle of the water are a little weird but you know they have the show harmonious and 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 it's getting rave reviews i know i only watched it online i've yet to see it live i'm you know i'll eventually see it live i've heard it's good live it's just not as good <laughs> When you're I hear they're getting it. rid of it. So uh, yeah, they are. They're, they're going to bring something else, and they're bringing happily ever after back in Magic Kingdom. But, but yeah, I, I, I my point is for the hundred and nine dollar admission or hundred and twenty dollar admission that you're going to pay per person, you get a full day's plus of value out of that theme park. Um, and this is especially, one of those and, things, and especially know. during any of the festivals, which there's yeah. there's always pretty much a festival going on. Yeah, you've got um, food and wine, and then festival of the holidays, and then and arts. then festival of the arts, and, and then, then um, 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 uh, flower, flower and garden. garden. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. So there's pretty much always a festival going on, so you're getting that additional thing, and like even if you don't partake in any of the eating, just walking around and checking out the different foods. Um, a lot of times the people who are in the little kiosks are really friendly and want to talk oh, to you. Yeah, for and, sure. And so like, if you ask them questions about 
about their food, they're more than happy to talk about what they're doing and how Just this is made. Do it when you line of people behind you, like, 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 well, read the room, people. Read yes, the room. Yes, you yes. Know? As always, like, you know, respect those around you. But, um, but yeah, like, definitely, like, you can get a lot of value and meet some really interesting people in the and 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 that's hard to yeah. put a value on. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So that's food and wine in a nutshell. Not not nutshell. <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> wow. In a nutshell. Um, again, if you've never experienced it, you have a third of the year to do it. You still have what basically is a month left. So if you're interested in going down to food and wine, you know who to call, uh, and I can help set that up for you. It's definitely something um, you can you'd enjoy. Um, this time of year at Walt Disney World is just absolutely amazing. You know, you got uh, Magic Kingdom done up with all the, the awesome Halloween decorations. You got Food and Wine Festival. And then you transition to the holidays, basically November 1st. Yeah. And Food and Wine Festival still is going on until the 19th. So, like, you have the opportunity to kind of experience both like the, I, i'd say a magical time to go would be like the last couple of days october all the way through like the first couple of days of november you get a little bit of both yeah. i know i kind of got that when i went in august where it was transitioning to halloween you get regular and then you get halloween so um but yeah I, I, this time of year disney does it does it amazing and the value is even more extraordinary than just normal times so all right well matt anything else on your mind before we uh wrap the show up i think it's closing time yeah i think it's closing time so uh yeah if you want to get a hold of us uh beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com send us an email um you can facebook group beers and ears podcast uh twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 um sorcerer check that out check our pages check all of our episodes discontinued on display is also getting ready for the holidays here um a couple weeks yeah, from the day so- there about thanksgiving i don't know man i'm kind of yeah, excited oh about man that. so yeah we've recorded um a halloween episode we're doing discontinued like holiday traditions holiday Ooh. things and so we did a halloween one we've got a couple thanksgiving ones because we we very much care about thanksgiving uh and then we're gonna do some christmas ones That's and some other my, holiday my, my ones. family's easter tradition and then the special cheese potatoes that we eat yeah yeah so <laughs> it's just it, this it's it's a little shorter season because we're not gonna go through I and mean, we're gonna take yeah. a holiday break in there but um, so that's really fun. Definitely check that out. That premieres in a couple weeks here. I think twenty uh, seventh of uh, okay, whatever the Thursday before Halloween is. That's when we yeah, that awesome. Um, so that's really fun. And as always, if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. Please. Um, we are seeing some organic growth, and that is thanks to you all. Um, organic growth. What you mean by that is people are finding us on their own. We're not like they're not yes. friends and family of ours, which we love our friends and family. Don't get oh us yes, wrong, but, but yeah. Um, people also, who don't know shout us. out to the person in the United Kingdom that has downloaded a lot of episodes. Oh, okay. Salute to you. I have not gone into our analytics in a really long time, and I really do need to do that. So I get bored yeah. at work sometimes. Yeah, and sorcerernetwork.com. For those of you who've not been there, the reason why sorcerernetwork.com is so cool is that. While all of our shows on the podcast app debut chronologically, SorcererNetwork.com has them organized by category. So I try to keep that up to date every couple of weeks where, you know, I'll put it, you know, we've got a Parks collection. We've got a movie collection. We've got the Marvel uh, Infinity Saga collection. We've got the Star Wars collection. And we've also got a collection for miscellaneous because there are some miscellaneous episodes that just don't fit oh, into yeah, the category. Don't fit. Um, and, but, you know, one of the things I think we're really proud of, Matt, is that most of our shows... Um, are evergreen like they don't they don't really 
go out of style per se because yeah. we don't. There's a talk couple about... here and there that you'll yeah. see some outdated information. Yeah. Well, but, the, I mean, G- the, G- the Genie Plus episode I just thought about will <laughs> yep. probably have to go away because the pricing's off. But yeah, how to yeah. use it is still there. So, um, okay. So uh, what was the last thing? So next week. Um, uh, you're not going to probably hear from me. You might hear some excerpts from me because I'll be at Walt Disney World. So I might send those along to Matt. Um, I don't know how we're going to handle that, uh, but we'll talk about it. We'll have a show out there and hopefully you'll be able to have a little bit of uh, with me and my brother down in Walt Disney World. Yeah. So he'll, uh, talking about how his experience is because this will be his first adult only trip. Ah, uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. So. Okay, well, let's raise our glasses. I'll put my Six Flags glass up with my bottle of water today. (laughs) Uh, Let's raise our glasses up. This episode has been on us. See you again real soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.